Hey guys, my name is John Kim. I'm a licensed therapist and life coach, putting self-betterment into a shot glass. Because let's face it, who's got that much time these days? I come unpolished, unrehearsed, on purpose. If you're looking for more of a wine glass, you've come to the wrong place. I just want to let you know that if you come across a topic that I have written about or did a Facebook Live or YouTube video on um, that is the same as an episode of this podcast, uh, that the content will be different because by the time I do a podcast, um, I even though the topic may be the same, I will have different angles, different revelations, you know, some some something different. I don't just cut and paste. Uh, Although I do take a butter knife <laughs> to my content and kind of spread it across platforms, but um, this this podcast is really um, a personal uh, thought journal, if you want to call it that, and it's um, completely unrehearsed. And I just speak from my heart, and I just want you to know that it, it, it's not uh, it's not the uh, it won't be the same exactly the same as the, the stuff that I write about. Okay, so let's talk about. Dating fatigue. I got a uh, an, an email, and I thought it was really interesting. And a lot of these questions I pick based on if I think that um, you know it's a common theme that many people will relate to. And so this one, I believe, definitely. Uh, I've had so many clients complain about you know dating and the landscape these days and all of that. So, and especially women. And and I, it's not that that men aren't frustrated with dating um, or disheartened. Um, but you know, I think it's, you know, women are, they, they kind of turn the corner a little bit faster than men. And I think by the time that women are in their thirties, they are done with the games, the, um, you know, the ghosting, the, 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 the bars, the clubs, the one night stands or they want something real and sustainable. And, um, also I think by the time that, um, well, all of us were around our 30s, we start to actually um, value ourselves, right? And so we actually want something different. You know, we start to have some non-negotiables. And of course, with that comes frustration, because as you um, become more, I don't want to say picky, but as you actually want more out of relationships, your ocean turns into a, a very small swimming pool. So then of course you're frustrated because you're not meeting the um, the type of person that you want, right? So her question is as follows: I'm sure you get asked a ton of questions, but I'm crossing my fingers that you will stumble upon this one and want to answer it. I'm going through what they now call dating fatigue. I've gone on a good amount of dates these past few months, and will end up dating these guys for a couple weeks only to find out that they're looking for something casual. I would like to think that I'm optimistic and I've been feeling really disheartened lately and I worry that I won't find the right person while also getting emotionally exhausted from the constant ups and downs. So this is her question. How do you put the fun and joy back into dating when it's gotten to the point where you end up feeling more disappointed than happy majority of the time? Okay, so... I did mention this in a blog, or I mean, I did answer this in a blog, um, and I will tell you, um, you know, go through that a little bit broad strokes, but I also want to add some stuff too. Um, the, this, this idea of fatigue, right? And we, we, we get fatigued from fitness, we get fatigued from, you know, there's emotion, there's compassion fatigue too. Like in my business, when you are um, seeing so many clients and not taking care of yourself, you could actually have uh, 
compassion fatigue, aka exhaustion. And so if you're having if you're having dating fatigue and it's a real thing, uh, especially today with with uh, swiping and the amount of um, prospects and uh, it's just so up and down and of course with false advertising and and, and, and uh, catfishing and ghosting and all of the stuff we kind of um, it's easy to detach from the human experience of dating right and so dating now becomes this uh, oh man game or you know it, it, it definitely creates very little space especially today um, to actually uh, find joy in dating so Here's my answer. I think one, if you are exper- experiencing um, dating fatigue, that means you're exhausted. You need to step back. You need to stop. I don't mean stop completely, completely, but you definitely need to do two things. And this is my answer. One, you need to refocus. And by refocus, I mean you know, go back to you. What matters in your life? What are you building? What are you running toward? What are you passionate about? Um, what are you doing to work on you? You know, re- refocus back on you, hang your life on you and what's meaningful to you. Uh, and it doesn't mean to stop dating. It just means to just realign or reboot or adjust. Of course, you're going to continue to be social and you are, you know, you could announce that you're single and you could go to parties and you could do all that. Um, and if you meet someone, great. And if you don't, great. But you don't want this search for. Um, to find the one or your person to eclipse your life, right? And that's when you become powerless. That's when you go from attracting to chasing. And so, and it's not just with dating, it's with anything. I mean, uh, any one single specific thing that you are seeking desperately, unless it's like, you know, unless it's God or the universe or something, you know, on a spiritual path, um, can definitely uh, tip you sideways and you can definitely become um, feeling powerless uh, instead of power filled, so refocus. You know, make it about you. Um, maybe you want to write a new book. Maybe you want to take on a new uh, project. Maybe you're starting a new company or whatever it is. Uh, refocus on your dreams, your needs, and reconnecting with you. So that also could be like, you know, what I need to start um, eating better or getting back into shape. Or, you know, um, anything that goes back to. Um, taking care of yourself, right? That's also going to make you more attractive. Um, and of course, during this process, be social, put yourself out there. And listen, get, you, could, you don't have to delete the dating apps. Swipe, just don't do it. I always tell people that um, online dating is like eating Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Use a very small spoon, meaning don't do it for hours where you start to feel shitty about yourself. You know, <laughs> Use it as a tool. Do it, you know, do it when you have 10 minutes to kill and, and, and do it like you're flipping through the Us Weekly magazine. Um, it's entertainment. You're looking at photos. You're curious about things. You know, you're, 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 you're flirting with people via, um, via app, um, via words, but you're not on there seeking your husband or wife, right? And then the other uh, step is to redefine. Now, I would say to turn your mindset, turn the dial in your men- your mental dial from searching to exploring. And I know it's easier said than done because we are technically searching in the sense that we are you know trying to find um, our next person. But I'm talking about a mindset. I'm talking about the way you go into this. And I think if you focus on exploring, and you're not just exploring 
other people, stories. And, and by the way, um, when you are meeting people, throw away our expectations because if I know anything in the last 45 years, I know that um, if you just hold on to your quote-unquote types and, and, you know, uh, and, and what you find attractive and you don't leave room for magic or for the unexpected, you're going to have a very two-dimensional experience and you're also going to create a lot of um, – um, you're going to uh, uh, keep doing the same patterns, if that makes sense, right? And so a part of growing, a part of exploring is to expand and stretch and do things that you don't normally do or hang out with people or engage with people that you don't normally engage with. And this doesn't mean – I mean there has to be some attraction, of course, but this doesn't mean to like – you know. Do, do like this doesn't mean to go out with people you don't like just because you want to see what that's like. It means to – just be open and you know when it comes to superficial things um let go of them see what happens you know um date someone you wouldn't norm normally date uh give someone a chance um you know put weight on different things right and and see what happens and and explore in the sense that how does that make you feel about yourself what are you learning from this process i think that dating can um, I know it feels like a battlefield, <laughs> but I think dating can be uh, a blank canvas to paint new experiences on, right? And I think it's an opportunity to hear new stories and learn about others, about love. But I think more importantly, it's a great opportunity to learn about yourself. So you're not dating to find anyone. I know that you are technically, but the mindset, you're not finding, you're not dating to find some, someone. You are... Um, you are dating to grow because the way you decide to see something will determine the kind of experience you will have, right? So you're dating to grow. You're dating to lean into resistance, to feel something, to discover. Um, and you're dating because you still believe in love. And you're doing all this because when you find someone who deserves you, um, you're going to bring more to the table. And now this is what I would like for you to um, put in your back pocket as a motivation or leverage, you're not working on yourself or focusing on you um, necessarily for anyone else. I mean, you're doing it for you, but you're also doing it because when you find someone that you want to invest in, um, you are bringing more to the table. And what I mean by that is you're not, it's not like you're giving them you know, something. You're actually, uh, when I say bringing more to the table, you're bringing the, a better version of you, which means there's a, a better chance of the relationship having legs, right? So every relationship is, you know, 50% you and the 50% the other person. But you want to be responsible for your half. And no one's perfect, right? But you want to bring as much to the table as you can because then there's more chance that that, that relationship will thrive and, and be sustainable. And the only way to do that is to constantly work on you, uh, be self-aware, uh, stretch, grow, lean into your resistance, um, discover, learn, change your definitions, all of that stuff. And it's not like that stops when you meet someone. You're continuing to pedal that bike. Uh, you're just getting a head start. And if you think of it that way, because listen, you're going to meet someone. And I think this is what people struggle with the most, especially if you haven't found um, or if you've only been on shitty dates and it's going to, it's going to, it can easily feel hopeless. But if, if I know anything, I know that, um, and that maybe this can be the final reminder that you usually meet someone when you least expect it, right? Love is, uh, comes, always comes unexpectedly. Um, it's usually when you're not looking 
And the person you meet isn't always the person you had in mind, assuming that you're open. He or she may come in a very different package. They may be um, unlike anyone that you've experienced or been attracted to. And I think this is the brilliance of love. I think this is what makes love um, magical is the unpredictable. So in order to actually experience that, you have to be open. You have to be patient. Because I think one of the greatest misconceptions about Cupid is that he's stupid. I know that was a little cutesy. I apologize. It's something I wrote in a blog. I want to end with um, something, and this is new. I did have not mentioned this anywhere except here on this episode of this podcast. It's actually a message I got from someone on Instagram, and what a great reminder. Um, I'll just read it here. It says, I start to think that whenever I'm immediately attracted uh, big time, it usually doesn't last. It's like it's totally based on some kind of unavailable type, whether emotionally or something else. So what I like about that statement is that sometimes we think that when we feel the butterflies and lightning in the bottle, that means that, you know, that love is real and that's, that means that that's the, the, the love to chase. But a lot of times that actually spells, um, dysfunction you know just because you see i think because of movies and advertising and, and all of that uh, we want we think love means seeing someone across the room and everyone else disappears and i'm sure that that's happened and i'm sure that, that could also lead to some healthy love of course but i think a lot of times that kind of love is unhealthy you know it, it, it's it's the uh it's the building of friendship. It's the the um, peeling layers. It's the slow burn that I've discovered, um, which is a, a great a, a great sign. And I think sometimes if you're attracted to someone too much, too fast, that it it may actually be a red flag. So something to consider, right? Let me continue here. It says uh, it's like um, oh, and says you probably know the drill. Okay, no, she's talking to me. Anyway, so that was my point, and uh, of course. Um, to keep an open mind and let it unfold organically. And that's the other piece that I wanted to, to um, remind you guys of is if something feels forced, um, to me, that's usually a red flag. So let things unfold. Things will always pan out. You will discover truth. You will discover character. You will discover inconsistency. But you have to be patient because all of that will eventually flow to the top. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, I so enjoy these podcasts. What a, a privilege for me to um, do something that doesn't require staring at a computer screen and writing. Um, it's uh, I, lo- I, I love these podcasts because it's all, for me, it's almost like my break or my recess or my um, my opportunity to uh, to you know play with different muscles. And uh, um, I appreciate you guys. Um, I'm approaching, I think, 100,000 downloads. And I'm real. I, I, I started this as almost like, um, almost as a joke. Like I'm gonna talk for you know 12 minutes, and I'm not gonna have anything rehearsed. I'm just gonna be me, and I just kind of like slapped it together. Uh, but now I'm getting a lot of, um, a lot of love, and a lot of um, people who are getting something out of this this conversation. So. Um, that makes me happy, and also it's 92 octane as far as fuel and me wanting to uh, continue to create a dialogue that hopefully challenges you or makes you see something um, that you didn't before uh, or maybe sparks revelations. All right, guys, be well. Thanks for tuning in. I hope the dialogue was helpful. Listen, guys, if you want to be a life coach, 
just go to my website, theangrytherapist.com, and click on Life Coaching Training, and you'll find our Catalyst Intensive. There's only two things you need to be a life coach. A story, which everyone has, and a passion to help others. Before you go, I wanted to give you something. Something I made. It's a relationship toolkit because the world needs better, healthier relationships so we can all love harder. So go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash podcast. That's www.theangrytherapist.com forward slash podcast. It's super simple. And we will email you my relationship toolkit.